Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Feedback and Insights, Sheer number 120. We're talking about various forms of intimacy in marriage, and today we're going to talk about spiritual intimacy. And the first thing we need to understand before, as a disclaimer sort of, in this particular one, is we had previous shiurim about what happens when um, a husband and a wife have different levels of spiritual growth, or frumkeit, or observance of mitzvahs and things like that. And as a general rule, we are told, and we went through it also when we discussed the book, Bensi and Schaefer's book, um, Ten Dumb Mistakes That Smart Couples Make, and other places, that we're not to be our spouse's uh, rebbe or teacher or mechanech. And it is usually counterproductive to press and pressure uh, in any way about the spiritual growth and we talked to sometimes it could be sensitive things where you think it's not kahalocha, how do you do it, and whatever it is. But generally speaking, you don't press one another on these subjects. Rather, you daven and you behave in a healthy way. If you have to ask a shayla, you'll ask a shayla of something that's very serious and how to go about it. But generally speaking, the idea being is that you allow with compassion and friendship and love and, and respect to let everyone grow at their own pace and at their own um, way of doing things. Uh, we talked about how, for example, if a husband is getting up very late, let's say Shabbos morning and coming like an hour late to Shachris, it bothers the wife very much, or the wife sometimes is dressed in, in a less cineastic way than the husband would like. All of these things, the general way is, is to just give support and to be loving, and usually these things iron them out in and of it by itself. And when something gets, you know, is a very, uh, you know, if it comes to really serious halachic issues, then you ask a shayla about how to go about it. But generally speaking, the idea is is to be tolerant and to love each other with that. So when we're talking here about a husband and wife connecting spiritually, we're talking about it in a way where there is none of that type of pressure. When it's not that they're learning together or sharing hashkafas together on things that are sore points in their marriage, you know, or, or sore points in particular observance, but rather the other way around, where they both uniquely want to connect with each other on subjects of spirituality that are safe, that are mutually uh, beneficial, and that help them both connect spiritually with one another and with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Things like uh, topics of emuna, topics of betachin, topics of various hashkafa or tanakh or whatever it is. Now, this idea where people talk about how to um, that that sometimes a husband and wife learning with each other whatever subject that they both choose it has to be mutually, not that one picks it because the other one doesn't like it so much, but they both really really want to do it. It could enhance and beautify a marriage tremendously and get them to feel very deeply connected with one another. And um, you have this in in uh, in in and and when it does happen and they're able to do that, that's a wonderful thing. It cannot be pushed because sometimes in some scenarios, um, they they basically said Ben Ben Schaefer himself. I mentioned then that that in his. Uh, marriage. He he made a decision with his wife. They tried learning things together, but because he's a Rebbe and is a Mechanech, he felt that she felt that that he, they don't feel doesn't feel like a wife, more like he's a Rebbe to her, or and and that's not a healthy thing. It's you have to remain like you're a couple. 
you know, and that there's not one, the telling, it can't get to a point where it's like you're giving Musa to them like you're giving to Talmidim or anything like that. So in his marriage, he doesn't do it. In other marriages, if it, if you try, if you give it a try and you see that it's, first, maybe it's a different subject, you try this subject, that subject, if it works and it, and it enhances the marriage, fine. If not, it shouldn't be pressed or pressured to learn together if it does not create that bond within some couples and some personalities that may not. So you really have to know yourselves. You really have to know your marriage. It's worthwhile to give it at least a try. Maybe the daily lessons in the Chafetz Chaim, maybe the daily daily lessons in in in, in Betachen, you know, and, and whatever it is. Um, in in Lababich, sometimes you have a hus- husband and wife that both connected to to the Rebbe, and they'll learn Maimorim of the Balatanya, and of the of 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 the Maimorim of of the Rebbe, whatever it is, and that creates a very powerful bond because they're both they're they're they're, they're so. Um, Ibergi gave to to their that the Torah of their of the of the Balatanya and his teachings and the Chabad teachings that they'll be able to do it in a way where where there's no conflict whatsoever because they're both totally in it in that sense. So if you're not Chabad and you're another culture or whatever it is, if you could pick a subject matter or a topic, let's say you both basically know Chafetz Chaim was a tzaddik Yisraelim and he has Svarim um, on Shmiras Halashin and Lashon Hara and all these things. The Chafetz Chaim Heritage Foundation type of thing, and a husband and wife can learn together something that they both mutually believe is is a holy, wonderful thing. That indeed does does create a tremendous, beautiful connecting bond with one another. And even if they don't have a formalized state, to talk to each other about their spirituality and about their amuna and betachen and bringing Hashem in the picture, it creates a tremendous depth in the relationship between a husband and a wife. Another advice would maybe mean would be, for example, is let's say Torah anytime or Torah cafe, other types of shiurim or 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 um, All of these, if you a husband and a wife could both pick, each one may have a favorite magachir, you know, whatever it is. But if you pick someone that both of you mutually have great respect for, that both of you mutually enjoy, uh, a few particular people who give shiurim that you both love. And you both are, 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 are look up to, that is a healthy place to start. Where it's non-threatening because it's not like you're learning together. You're listening to a sheer coming from an outside person, but that outside person is something that both you and your husband, you and your wife, deeply respect. And when you listen to it together, you enhance you enhance your marriage. And I'm not just talking about shalom bias topics. Shalom bias topics, of course, if you can learn about shalom bias topics. By 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 people rabbonim that talk about these things and you benefit from it. That's that's beautiful. But even non shalom bias topics, even if they're giving shiurim on tefillah, on prayer, or on amuna, or on betachin, or on the parshas hashavua. Some people love Rabbi Y Y Jacobson shiurim. Now he gives shiurim. For example, it's officially shir for women chumish, but the truth is, is those shiurim are not just for women. It's basically the concept. He gives it with shiurim being live, so it's women shiurim. But once a week, I think he does it. But the concepts over there, and people who like Rabbi Y Y Jacobson's style or the way he learns, if a husband and wife both enjoy that, I'm just giving an example, then both of you together, if you listen together, we're going to work one time, spend together time to listen to that shir. It, 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 and, and and learn from it and then discuss it afterwards and bring out the points. It's such a beautiful bonding experience. 
And this pillar, or this yisoy, this foundation of spiritual intimacy done this way, can be in a certain way even more deep and intimate than physical intimacy and sexual aspects. And it's really, really healthy thing to do. Sai in the Torah period and Sai in the Nida period. But I want to talk to you about the Nida period. We talked about in the Nida period when you can't be physically together. Or in the Torah period where you both agree upon certain breaks or whatever it is where you know you're not being intimate those particular nights or whatever it is. Another way to bond, but especially in the Nida period, is of course always giving the emotional attention. We had other shiurim going into that aspect of being having a deep friendship that, that except for certain terminologies and certain ways of talking, the idea of talking with, with an appreciation and a love in a kosher way is a healthy thing in the Nida period. So there's the emotional intimacy in the Nida period. And the recreational, the fun part, because it could be totally non-sexual, of going, doing things together, playing certain games together, of walking together that you could do in the Nida period. But then this aspect, this aspect of spiritual... There's really doesn't there's an intimacy that we didn't mention, which is connected to spiritual, called intellectual. Similar idea of sharing of ideas and concepts, of knowing what each other is thinking and their thoughts and their perspectives, and just having interesting conversations about subject matters or whatever it is. That intellectual connection plus a spiritual connection like this creates a very very deep bond. A very, very deep bond. So then when ultimately the Torah period comes and there's a physical intimacy and the sexual intimacy, it is much more enhanced by this closeness that they experienced um, you know, all through, all through it. And it's very, very important to understand that. So a part of the intimate intimacy that takes place that could, in spirituality that could be very, very deep and enhancing more than... Some people told me, you know, uh, one said, and I don't know if he continued or not, they didn't get into it, but said that at some point that he did learn with his wife and felt a very deep connection. And so it's Kedai to definitely try. And again, if it's not working or it backfires, then you have to try something else, or like we said in the beginning of this year. But when it does work, it could be phenomenal. And part of it, I think, which is very helpful in the spiritual connection, in connecting, connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, one uh, one suggestion is also this betochen connection. Michael Safdie, who gives these daily ten minute betochen um, boost, which is very helpful for people, gives people a lot of chizik, things that a lot of people need. Husband and wife listening to this together could help them both. There, especially because people are so anxious these days and nervous, and we need, all need to work on betochen. That, that when we listen together, a husband and wife listens together about trusting Hashem, that He takes care of us, that He watches over us, it brings a certain calmness to a husband and wife and alleviates a lot of the stress that they're experiencing in other areas of life to be calmer and trust Hashem more, which obviously enhances Shalom bias. You can be spiritually intimate with one each other through prayer. Through prayer. You daven. And sometimes you daven together. This is something people usually don't do. Even though it says by Yitzchak and Rivka, they, they were opposite, each one praying separately for each other. That's also a deep physical, uh, spiritual connection. When you as a husband pray, uh, spend, designate time to pray for your wife, not just saying to tell him on behalf of your wife for her health and for her good well-being and so on and for your overall shalom bias, but 
even in English, in your own words, in spite of this, in, 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 in asking and praying for the welfare, for the health and the benefit for your wife and a wife for her husband, really increases that spiritual intimate bond, even if they don't know what each other, the, the specifics of what they're praying for or when they're praying, that itself creates a spiritual bond. Well, But when they both do it together, if let's say in front of each other, they talk to Hashem and they ask Hashem to please help us with this and help us with that. And there's nothing more bonding than when they're asking, let's say, you know, they're pregnant with their first, he's pregnant with their first child. And, and the Davrit HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that the pregnancy should go well, and that the, 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 the child that's born, whether it's boy or a girl, should grow up to be an Erlechayid, a Yerei Shemayim, healthy. And you both express that in your own language, Tashem, with the other one listening together. It creates a beautiful connection between the two of you and the two of you having a tremendous connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, these things are pretty awkward, but a lot of things that are awkward are very vital in life. You know, Rav Vigda Miller used to try to break that awkwardness. He says some people just can't get out of their teeth. They daven the whole davening. And they may say, you know, in the Nusach HaTfila, He loves us and we love Him. You should love Hashem. But to actually tell Hashem point blank, I love you. People have trouble saying it for some reason. Whatever the reasons are human nature, people have difficulty expressing real, true, deep, emistika emotion of I love you, Hashem, I appreciate you, Hashem, it just doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. And it's not it's awkward when you're sharing these type of feelings with, it's a vulnerability. People are afraid to do it. They're afraid their husband or wife may make fun of them if they do it together and they listen this way. But if they know how to be vulnerable with each other, respect their individuality, respect their privacy of that, and that breeds greater respect. When you're praying as a kar and I think it is sometimes kedai. It's awkward sometimes, like I said. But if in front of your wife or a wife in front of the husband talks to Kaddish Baruch Hu, thanking them, thank you for the wonderful Shabbos. Thank you that everything worked out well. Thank you for that. that, that or or you went, you just went through an, an experience of simcha, whether it's a bris, a shalom zacher, a pidyon aben, of your own children, of your own child, of um, bar mitzvah of your own child, the bas mitzvah of your own child, or or, or down the road a wedding. And, and, and on your own, with your wife listening, you thank Hashem Baruch Hu for these chasadim, and the wife thanking for her chasadim. Thank you that we have food on the table. Thank you, Friday night, for example. Thank you, Baruch Hashem, for the beautiful Suda Shabbos that you gave us, for taking care of us, for watching us. Baruch Hashem for Shabbos, and we appreciate everything. To grow in Akar Satayv and expressing that to Hashem individually for each other, and, and praying for each other and together with each other really creates a deep connection, connecting bond. And a lot of it is because you are putting HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the picture. And praying alone is powerful. Praying together magnifies that feelings because you're doing it as a team. You're davening together. If you daven together to please help us have Shalom Bayis. To daven together, please help us have healthy children. Please help us with Parnassah. And thank you for everything you did thus far. You know, a cord that has three strands are not easily broken. So one shot, you could say, is basically what are the three strands? It's a father and a mother, or a husband and a wife, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
And again, it seems strange where you have two human beings that Hashem created and put it equated with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but that's what Hashem does. He calls himself the third shutif in this creation, in the creation of a child. He's a partner. Now, even though he does everything, we have the materials the, that create the physical body and by doing an action, Hashem placed all of our inherent abilities that we have biologically to create a child, a man and a woman, comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to begin with. So even our part is all Hashem. He created all of these, uh, the bones and the blood and the semen and the, and, the, and the egg and the fertilization process. Who does this? Hashem. And our ability to do this, all Hashem. But He still calls us partners. And then He Himself, of course, puts in the main thing, which is the soul. And, 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 he, and he calls us partners. You, mother, hu- father, you, husband, wife, are partners with me. And that is in a very important yesayid. So this idea of spiritually, of praying together, of talking to Hashem together, about betachin, about lenoichach ishtay, each one praying with each other, for each other all the time, not just for their own shalom bayis, but for anything that their husband or wife needs. And what happens is, is because you have this spiritual connection where you're bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu into it, the relationship with Hashem provides couples with a shared sense of values, a, fear, a shared sense of ideology, a, fear, a shared a sense of purpose, of meaning. And you learn to trust your husband or wife with all your heart, with all your faith. Because why? Because they are connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with all their heart and with all their faith. And that enhances Shalom Bayis. Again, a lot of Shalom Bayis problems are alleviated when they think beyond their own picture. That's when self-centeredness is, is ultimately removed because you have HaKadosh Baruch Hu and you're developing your holy souls and you're appreciating the neshama of the other. And that is a real key. To realize, you know, that your husband or wife is a soul from Hashem, a tzalem aleikim, a nishmas Yisrael, and by discussing spiritual matters, by praying together, by learning together, by listening to certain shiurim together, it creates a beautiful, beautiful connection. And again, to daven together about something, especially in your own language, could feel awkward and vulnerable. But it's worth a try. And it's worth more than a try. This discomfort is natural because we're not used to it. And it's very, very important. Some people believe, hashkafically, you know, that my relationship with Hashem is private. It's not something to be shared or discussed, especially things that are mar- uh, to the heart. Now, there's some truth to the fact, the Chavis Salvavis talks about it a lot, where the Iker is the panemius, what's in your heart, not shared by others. But at the same time, over here with a husband and wife, it's a very healthy thing to express some of those deep feelings that you have towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, towards spirituality, towards Amuna and Betochen and Hashem, and all of these things of how you want to grow as as a as a Erlichayid, whether on the husband on the husband's side, the wife on the wife's side, really truly helps tremendously. Really, really truly helps tremendously. One wife once said like this that even if my husband doesn't connect in the same way, my relationship with God has strengthened our marriage in significant ways. I've made praying for my husband a regular part of my day. I regularly ask him how I can be praying for him. While he may not choose to pray together, this regular conversation is opening up the door for us to be able to connect spiritually. So the idea over here is, is to 
pray for your spouse and to um, know what's going on, encourage them again with no pressure, like we said early on. And again, what happens is over here is that you grow spiritually. You may not look more from on the outside, right? You may not switch from a, 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 a shaitel to a double covering, or you may not switch from some of your modern clothing to, um, you know, uh, the black hats or the or the or the Hasidish garb. You may not change that way. You may look very much the same. But when you do these things that we discussed here, will be tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. And that is a very helpful, beautiful thing. So therefore, this year, which is such an important intimacy, which is spiritual intimacy, it's worthwhile to practice this with all the things we discussed in this year, particularly in the Nida period, because this is really, you need it all along, but in the Nida period especially, to really stay connected this way, in a spiritual way to connect with one another, in, in addition to the healthy emotional intimacy as well, and this creates a real close bound. And many have said this, I feel so close beyond what it is with physical intimacy. And the truth be told that if you do these other intimacies, including spiritual intimacy, then when there is the physical sexual aspects of it, it is much more enhanced. It's much more deeper. The spiritual, emotional pleasure in the sexual experience is much more and even the actual physical experience is much more enhanced by having this spiritual element to it intensified. Bracha and Hatzlach.